Thanks for joining us live here tonight at the Metropolitan Opera, where Robin Williams' ghost just flew past me, called me fat, and disappeared into thin air. As always, I'm your host, Fred the Albino Gorilla. And I'm Lance B. Uppercut. And we are two mullets and a and microphone. microphone. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. This is our first show. I'm Andy. I'm Scott. Hey, and we just wanted to uh, let everybody know, hey, thanks for listening. Um, yes, we're, thanks, Mrs. Burns. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Or one person that's listening. I guess that would be two people. It would be my mom and my wife. <laughs> probably, no, okay, she wouldn't listen. Too. Never mind. That's okay. Hi, Mom. How's it going? Theoretically, too. <laughs> Practice, it might vary. And that one creepy guy that lives in the trash can down the street, but... And to all of you out there watching us, stop it. This is even a, this isn't even a video. And this is creepy, like the thing that you might be watching us because we are all alone in here. And if you are, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Please make him stop. No, not gonna happen. Yes, I'm scared. Fine. Anyway, so like to introduce ourselves. I am Andy. I'm Scott. We, and we are two mullets. With microphone. one microphone. And one headset, too. But that's not yes. as catchy. No, it's, you know, it sounds like... There's also a bunch of wires and cords, but, you know, that's that's more technical stuff. And we, then, don't, we don't want to get into that. Yeah, we're not very experienced. Yeah. And a partial laptop. So. <laughs> it's partial. There's keys missing. The screen's been at a 45-degree <laughs> angle. I got it from the guy who lives in the trash can down the street. Even the Wi-Fi bars are bent. <laughs> Can I ask you? Can I, can I ask you something? How do you think that guy down in the trash can down the street has Wi-Fi? Guy, well, it's simple. It's made out of metal. He's got his own foil receptor in the can. He gets high quality trash. Oh, all right. Uh, well, that makes sense. Anyway, so um, we are both writers of various fiction. I write sci-fi and suspense stories. And I write children's books and some horror adult. That's a good mix. Not together. No. <laughs> no, but I think that's a good, that's a good, that's polar opposites. <laughs> Spreading yourself out there. Um, you know. Although I have to say that would be an interesting combination like those old scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, yeah. With the original art, not the crappy remakes. Yeah, that new art that just doesn't cut it. No. It's, it's an embarrassment. It's sad. Well, that's because those original art was too scary. And that shit was scary. I'm it sorry. Was, that was, was good. Like, it, that that made the books. The yeah. Stories were good on their own, but those pieces sold the books. Well, the, you remember that stuff. Yeah. Well, the stories were really nothing but a collection of urban legends. That, yeah, and they were good. But know. when you add that art, it oh, just I know. bam. I know. It was good. Please don't punch me again. Well, that's not what I'm telling you. I'm it sorry. Hurt. It hurt. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, anyway. On well, the topic of writing. Let me ask you a question, though. So what um, what motivated you to do this? Well, my brother-in-law held a gun to my head, said he was going to kidnap my stuffed bear if I didn't do this podcast with him. I still have a gun. What an asshole. No, I, I can't say anything bad about him. Why not? Do you think he's listening? I, I know he's listening. <laughs> well, I am... I am the aforementioned asshole in this story, as in most stories. Get all the lead roles. That's right. No, I I decided, you know, what the hell? We've always said that we should do a show. We should have our own radio show. And seeing as how we live in an area where the radios are rather elitist and who they hire and who they allow to do shows, we thought, what the hell? Make our own. Yes. Down with the man. Yes. <laughs> 
And also, I think also for me is I think this is a little bit of a going to be a little bit of a therapeutic thing oh, for no. me. I have a feeling we're going to some scary places, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ooh, very scary. Inside of my head, yeah, that's a place you don't want to go. <laughs> like that taxi episode with Laka. Thank you for coming to my mind. If I had known you were going to shop, I would have cleaned it first. Good shot. I wish I were still alive. <laughs> that was an old reference, man. Yeah, it was. Hey, I, I wish Andy Kaufman was still alive, but... Yeah, good show. So, Sometimes good prankster. The original just, troll. Huh? The original troll. That's right. Although there were some before. But you know what I'm saying. Shut up. <laughs> Quiet, you. Anyway. Excuse me. Easy. Must have been that bean I hate. <laughs> What is that, a plane flying overhead? What are you flying underneath us? Is that what it is? I, I don't know. It could have been or, a big truck. Oh, or it might, it might have been the helicopter is flying. We have, a, we have a, um, a somewhat large wildfire that's about 10 to 15 miles away from us, and BLM is having their helicopters flying over all the time and checking it out. Got to keep an eye on the windies to make sure that's they don't right. That's right. No, uh, we wish those guys safe and hope yeah. they get it out. Get it contained pretty well. But anyway, yes, um, I think a lot of this show, the main reason I wanted to do this show is just to kind of a therapeutic. I uh, live in a very high stress environment and needs a little brevity every once in a while, a little laughter in my life. So I told you to keep a picture of my me in your wallet. Don't do it. <laughs> Better make you no, laugh. it's in there. Oh, I you, put it in there the other day. Well, it's not working if you're not using it. Well, I do every once in a while. I just get weird looks from people. It's never stopped me. It <laughs> get me thrown in a nut hatch for a little while, but, you know, I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. Get weird looks. You know, I'll open the wallet and just sit there and stare at it with this look of... You know, now, now that you mentioned it, I can, I can see why you get... <sighs> well, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> or, you know... We people, warned you this is going to scary places. People tend to look at you weird. When you open your wallet and just laugh uncontrollably. All right. Maybe I thought you had funny money. Yes, well, I do. Well, that's something to laugh at looking in your wallet and seeing it empty. <laughs> and also tears of rage. Oh, look at all that space for all that money I couldn't ha- could have. But alas, I, I don't. People for, there's an old meme for you. <laughs> Although not, well, I wouldn't say the original meme, but way back to Kilroy, who was a meme before there were memes. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. You don't know Kilroy with the little guy peeping over the wall? Oh, yeah. All right. Now I, I remember now. I'd like to tell you a little bit about this show. This is uh, this is just going to be a off-the-wall comedy talk show. A lot of pop culture talk and a lot of talk about what's going on with us, uh, things that interest us or things that piss us off one way or the other. It's like a bake-off with all your friends if they were nerds, and, and, <laughs> and you didn't really have friends. Like Nerd! Me. I'm your friend. You are? Well, thank you. <laughs> you didn't realize that after the past uh, 10 years I've been hanging out with you? <laughs> you took the gun away. That's <laughs> You took the gun away a long time ago, buddy. It's phantom pain. <laughs> you just didn't realize it was gone. Hey, when it's pointed at you for that long jamming in your ribs, you start to be, feel like an attachment. <laughs> You know, sometimes like when you lose an arm and you feel pain in it. Not that I know that because I've, I've only heard. I've never lost an arm. Not mine. Someone I don't I don't mean to offend the armless. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. Waving at people. That's cocky. How do you know the other guy has two arms? The guy has three arms. I said harmless, not armless. <laughs>
Futurama. <laughs> Show canceled several times before its prime. Way before its time. And yet The Simpsons. And and you know what? No, no, I, I I still think the Simpsons are funny. I still think that they're they've, still they've come down though. I mean they've, they've good. fluctuated, but yeah, they've basically they're just they you know. they have, but it's still good. And they still got some good stories to it. I mean, I'm talking about some of these other ones that just have gone on forever. The example. No, off the top of my head, this is freaking American Dad. Oh, that's still funny. Oh, it's it's Family Guy. With, they have some funny stories. It's Family Guy. No, it's different. You know, it's I mean, almost the exact same. It's and instead of the talking baby, you they, have they are similar, but they are different. I mean, come <laughs> on, when you've got come on, one of the best jokes in this series is when it, the guy's wife Francine was homecoming queen. So when they have their school reunion, they go back to, you know, recount the votes for some reason. I don't remember. And I find out this other woman was a homecoming queen. Well, Stan becomes obsessed with going with her. So to embarrass her, they pull a scene from Carrie Well, they set it up and then they dump a bucket of pigs on her. And the guy, one of the guys that's in on it says, what the hell? You dumped a bucket of pigs on her. It's like, yeah, I didn't even finish the book. It's like, that wasn't even the full sentence. <laughs> See, you're laughing now. That's a funny uh, joke. That's pretty good. See, but it's, there, are you know, yeah, there are similarities, but it's, it's different. It's still, it's still not as good as Futurama ever was. I have to admit, Futurama Family Guy is the same way. You can't. No, there, you know, there are very few shows that could hold a candle to Futurama. And then there's Rick and Morty. You know what? I finally watched an episode of Rick, Rick and Morty the other day, and it was pretty good. Which episode? Was um, it? it was the one where they did the needful things oh. ripoff. I was like, oh, of course I wouldn't get the multiple dimensions yeah. mindfuck episodes that I love so much. I get the, you know, but not 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 saying that needful things rip off is not a good episode because it was, but it's not one of the top quality episodes. The purge episode. Oh God, that was funny. See, and that's the thing though, is I've only been able to watch it because my daughter has been late at play practice. She is like one of the biggest proofs. <laughs> Your daughter? Well, she's yeah. only like, I know she's eight, but it's just, it's so funny. I've never met a kid in my life before. That has gotten gets so offended when you when there are swear words around. It's just it's hilarious, especially considering the first time I heard her swear was hilarious. The computer we were sitting there on the computer, we were watching videos, and the power bumped, and the computer went off, and she looked right up at me as she was two years old, and she said, "Damn it!" <laughs> that was my favorite. But now. But now it's just like anybody says any any bad words around her. It's just, oh, dare you soil my ears in such a fashion. <laughs> it is hilarious. Oh, kids are funny. Yeah, hilarious. Maybe that's why they have that show. But, yes, I would like to uh, watch a lot more Rick and Morty. Maybe I should start buying the DVDs and watch them. <laughs> oh, it's on like an hour. By myself. 37, 47 minutes. Mm -hmm. Good take. I'm saying my kids will be there yeah. awake running around the house. Staple them to the wall. Because, you know, oh, excuse me. I am a responsible parent and do not subject my kids to those kind of quality entertainment. <laughs> I like them. I let them stick with SpongeBob. Oh, see, there's a good episode, too. Good topic, too. Not SpongeBob, but the parenting. See, Rick and Morty tackled that, too. Yeah. On the episode where Rick is trying to buy something in an intergalactic pawn shop and Morty sees this 
really attractive female doll over in the corner. It's obviously a sex doll. So he asked Rick to buy it for him because it looks cool. <laughs> and Rick calls him, get up to the counter. He's like, all right, I'll trade you this for this much and throw in the sex doll for my grandson. <laughs> and Morty's face, just the look on his mouth, he just gets this little like folded up cat lift. It's hilarious. <laughs> so he has sex with the doll. It, it turns out it's capable of having babies. Shit. And it's a monster baby who has arms that comes out of its head. <laughs> and he grows up so fast, like in the span of a few hours. And it's Morty, who was a kid. He's like, what? I don't know how old he is. He's like 12 years old, somewhere in there, maybe younger, trying to raise this monster <laughs> child. And as he grows up and all the kid wants to do is get into, he's into violence because that's his racist thing. You know, oh, he yeah. wants to kill. He wants to crush. He wants to destroy. And Morty's trying to correct it with happy things. And he's like, no, let's watch war. Let's go outside and kill. And he's like, you can't go outside because it's poison gas. And he's lying to him. And in the end of the thing, in the end of the episode, the child is fully grown on a talk show. And he's like, my horrible father. <laughs> he's written a book. <laughs> and it's just, it's a perfect parallel. So subtle yet, eh, I don't know, maybe a little less subtle. I don't know how to describe that. I'm terrible on the spot way of raising kids you know it's a look at it that's just so accurate you do your best you try to yeah. do what's best for them and then there's einstein's you can't raise it if you try to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree yeah no it's, it's, well, so, you, it's very apt yeah well you try to try to do it how you think it should be done and you just do the best you can like pretty much everything else in life yeah that's true yeah Parenting's been a, quite a big test for me. I always thought that I was going to be, you know, before I had kids, I was like, I would should not be even rolling around, let around <laughs> impressionable young minds. And how has that changed since you've had them? Now, I just, I've, I don't know, I've completely changed how I view certain things. And in what way? Like, what, what would you do differently now than you thought you would have done? Oh, that's a good question. Well, it's just like with that. I mean, I with the whole. TV aspect of it, you know. I, my parents didn't have a lot of bi a big handle on what I watched and kind of movies and kind of shows that I watched as a kid. And every once in a while, they'd try, and I always thought, you know, what was the point of that? And why all of a sudden now you want to decide what I can and can't, you know, be exposed to? And I always thought that, yeah, I'd let my kids, you know, just let them watch whatever they want because. I turned. I I think I turned out okay, but no, no. I had it. It's like you know what? They want to watch these cartoons. These cartoons are good. They want to watch some something else that's not good. No, I'm not gonna let them. <laughs> but you don't they like can, them watching SpongeBob. They, well, SpongeBob's an idiot, and it's only teaching kids how to be idiots. I don't think so. I don't think more any more than uh, Looney Tunes. And and I'll give you this example. SpongeBob is adamant about being a good worker. I mean, and that's a good value for kids, isn't it? I mean, well, to go to work and just be on time, just be consistently yes, working. but if you pay attention, okay. Just work hard and play hard. He Well, SpongeBob advocates sticking at an entry-level position. Like you, work your, you work your ass off to stay, to get there, and to stay at an entry-level position. It's pretty much representative for your life in a lot of cases. Yes, but the only one, the only one out of that entire show that has aspirations for bigger things and that tries to make more out of himself than what he, you know, gets shit on constantly, and that is Squidward. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you want to be stuck doing your job that's miserable, trying to accelerate your position, 
Or do you want to do what he does and be happy in life, wherever you are? Which is more important, being happy or being successful? If you can combine the two, it's great, but that's a rare opportunity. Yeah, but no, and most of the times, the more successful you are, the happier you get. That's that's what you should aspire to. You should aspire to not only be the best at what you do and what kind of job you are, but to get as high as you possibly can. With. Really? Because I've read a lot of things where a lot of the higher ups are, are not happy with it. I mean, they're happy with the money and the power, but the responsibility is a bad thing for them. Well, and then there's the, but, the but, thing where a lot of the airline pilots back in the 90s and that, like where someone I know was involved, that they would come in, take over the business, just waste it, sell it, retire with a golden parachute, and then move on to another company and continue the process. And you know what? That makes them happy. Being a jerk is <laughs> making other people <laughs> well, miserable. Okay, saying, though, okay. you want to say that? That makes them happy. You want to be happy in a position with somebody who does that to you, or do you want to – Get out of it and still be under that person. I'll take happiness. I've had. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that you can't take happiness. What I'm saying, though, is that you should always be aspiring to make yourself better. You should always be aspiring to go as high as you possibly can. Aspire for other things, you know, because you don't, because you never know what will make you happy. You, you go and you do this. And you get the job, the higher promotion or whatever like that, and it doesn't make you happy, that's fine. And you move back to what made you happy. But at least you had the opportunity, you had the drive to get yourself there in the first place. SpongeBob teaches kids to stick with what you know. And there have been several episodes where he's wanted to be other things in there, like where he's wanted to work the, the uh, cash register, where he's wanted to be named the manager, where he's he values being employee of the month. Yeah, but... 90% of the time is he is happy with what he's doing, sticking at one spot. That's not his fault. Mr. Krabs won't advance him. Mr. <laughs> Krabs is a cheapskate. I know. Anyway, SpongeBob is a stupid show. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not a is fan. Is it any of worse it. than Looney Tunes? Looney Tunes was good. Looney Tunes was a bunch of guy chasing a rabbit who always outsmarted him. No. And that's getting true. hit in the head with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Come on. That's no worse than any of that stuff. And Tom and Jerry and Wiley Coyote and the Rider Roadrunner. And, and that shit was funny. Yeah, it was funny. And so was SpongeBob. You know. And people that's what I don't understand. People are also blaming SpongeBob for short attention spans. Looney Tunes episodes were what, three to five minutes max. Yeah. And not a cons constant story. Well. There were smaller segments. I think no, I think it was because mainly the reason people say SpongeBob deals with short attention spans is because it moves quicker than what Looney Tunes did. Like it, it the storyline just flies through a lot faster than you know what I'm saying? Not really. No, because I'm thinking there's not a whole lot of story <laughs> in Looney Tunes. It's just well, no, there wasn't. But at the same time, though, is it just it seems. And there's a lot of cartoons that are like that nowadays that I've noticed that are like that. I mean, it's it seems to, and even some movies are like that, to where it seems to go by way faster than it would, you know, than movies and cartoons previously did. Like it oh, seems, sure. like it seems fast forwarded. Well, I've seen, that, I've read, excuse me, where they do that because they have, you know, the commercials to pay for the voice actors in that and huh. the production. It keeps cutting it in. So the cartoons that were once 25 minutes or 24 minutes and 23 minutes, then shorter and shorter every yeah. year yeah. or every certain amount of time. But, you know, I mean, it's not even that, though. It just seems like like you're watching it and it, it they're running it. They're showing it 
at a faster speed than normal. At a faster you know? speed. Like it's fast forward. Like you're watching it and, you know, you're, you know, you watch a, oh, how do I explain it? You're watching the movie, you got the remote in here and you have the little fast forward, fast forward again. And it's the different speeds. Right. Like everything is souped up, I guess. Well, like I said, you got to film more material in the little spot. You also got to cut a lot, cut a lot, and there's not a lot of substance. But I was just watching that the new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond. It was like that too. It seemed like all of a sudden it started, and bam, you're right in the middle of you know the main climax. You're not not even the main climax, but I mean, there wasn't. It just seemed like you were watching it, and it just was going way too fast. No, people don't go to action movies for talking well no i know that but there's still Dude. action no i'm <laughs> there's still movies though action movies that actually you know it's for some reason it seems like it's they're playing at a faster rate of speed could be could be i don't know i'm not in the biz like you know i mean sorry like doug never seemed that fast well doug went back in the time when they had longer run for cartoon time too that was a good cartoon that was a good cartoon. And then Jim Jenkins sold it to Disney, and he made a lot of bad changes <laughs> that I cannot stand behind. And this is a this is a source oh, of irritation okay, for okay, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have very fond memories of Doug and just the way he imagined things. He overreacted to things, and yet he always he's always a super good character. Like everything, you know, he tried to be good and honest in that. I don't see a lot of that in today's shows. No, I don't watch a lot of today's shows, admittedly. But well, yeah, I, it just seems to me missing a lot of the values that I speak. Of all of a sudden. Like almost every form of entertainment decided to go with the anti-hero, you know, like a guy who was good and was end up doing good, but had questionable ways of getting there. Maybe it just means we're old. I guess we are old, but that's another question. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I've noticed that a lot is that it's, you know, in a lot of movies, it's like, like, let's root for the bad guy. Like, did you ever think that you would live in a world where... Norman Bates was the star of his own TV show. No. Or that Hannibal Lecter would be the star of his own TV show. Well, although given all the remakes they've been doing, it's not really well, that much of a surprise. Well, uh, yeah, but it, it's still, I mean, even even the original books, you know, they, ha- they had him, but they weren't about him. Like, he was in it. It wasn't his story. It was the FBI agent that was either working with him or trying to recapture him, their story, not his story. And, like, the, I've never and I've never seen Hannibal, but I can only guess that it's his story. Here's a story of lovely cannibal. Like, I mean. He's busy eating friends of his. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they haven't made a Joker TV series. I'm sure they will. Now, hey, that's copyrighted. If that ends up. (laughs) This is is on record. If that ends up being made. um, Yeah, the IP belongs to DC, though. But the idea. You can't copyright an idea. I can decide. I'll decide. I can do whatever I want to. All right. Decide. <laughs> well, after seeing the missed television series and what they did to that, I just can't. It's you know it might not be bad on its own, but it's not the mist like the movie or the novella. Uh, did I watched, you see it? I watched one episode so far, and I didn't. I really didn't. I mean, I did. it, it was like they're trying to turn it into the Under the Dome. Yeah, no, it's it's true. It's like well, I, I one I watched is all of a sudden the mist had supernaturally supernatural mind fucking powers. You know. Where before, in the original story, it was just a whole shitload of monsters. 
and making Mrs. Carmody with a daughter and her son, husband and all yeah. that. It's just totally. And that wasn't, no, it wasn't even Mrs. Carmody. Mrs. Carmody was the one that got ripped off the mall front window in like the second episode or the first episode. That was Mrs. Carmody. I thought Mrs. Carmody was the one that. Uh, no, the old lady. The daughter. No, the old. No, the old one in the church. Is she that, may have been another Mrs. Carmody, but oh. I'm sure they. We'll have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that was Mrs. Carmody. Yeah. Oh, because there was a scene in the supermarket where somebody commented her on her parenting ability or something like that, yeah. and she told him to go f themselves or something like that. Yeah. See, like just, it was just too different. For I've me. only I've only seen one. I've only seen one episode of it. And like I I was impressed, and I was really disappointed because I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, seeing but more of those just, creatures in that. Yeah, you know, when it's just, and they didn't even have, I don't know, you think they have the main character in it. I can't remember what his name David Drayton. Yeah. Don't know how I remember that because my memory is usually <laughs> like Sam Beckett. There's another old reference for you. Do your homework. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I didn't even hear in the one episode that I watched, I didn't even hear his name get brought up at all. It was all, you know. I don't think it did. I think it was just focusing on everybody else. Yeah, just I mean, reimagining, but it still just pops back and forth from so many different people. But that was just like was the whole point of the story. It was just like, you know, it was one guy's one yep. guy's fight through you know, to get keep his son safe throughout this whole this whole mm-hmm. horrible experience. And you know, it's like they kind of did the same thing with Under the Dome when they made that new TV series. You know, they brought up a whole bunch of different. They changed a lot of it, but that was still at least it was closer to that book. Yeah, and it was a good. It was a good series. It was you know, it was well acted. It was I wasn't impressed with the actors in The Mist, and I wasn't. I especially wasn't impressed with the special effects. That was. I mean, maybe it'll get better. Computer generated Mist does not look good. I'm sorry. This is a note to Hollywood right now. Okay. CGI does not solve everything. You cannot use CGI for everything. Brought back to it looks good sometimes in the right way to do it, but if you do it too much, it does not look good at all. Well, there goes the plans for my movie. Well, you know, perfect example of that of who learned that. Was the guys who made Star Wars? <laughs> you know, prequels were all CGI, and then we done messed up, so we're going back to puppets. Exactly, and the newer ones, it's all it's back to puppets and models and some CGI. I'm gonna say it's amazing how long the visual effects held up in our cameras. I think it's special effects and the models and that held up. They really held up for a long time. Oh yeah, I've been, and that's the thing though. Is that like if you watch the original trilogy from the seventies and eighties, it looks it looks better than the prequels do. Like the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I watched. Freaking, not. No, He's a liar, ladies and gentlemen. I watched the prequels a few months ago on a TV at Walmart because they were on. And I just happened to be walking by and I stopped and looked, and it. It is not like the special effects in the prequels do not hold up whatsoever. No, but the special effects in the original trilogy still look good. It still looks real. Well, that's that's what I was, I was reading the other day that somebody pirates was a couple of years ago released the original trilogy that totally unaltered it. Not those kind of pirates. <laughs> Our focus on the screen. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> you build dreads. You're not a build dread. You're the build dread. But. <laughs> Yeah, keep that model up. <laughs> no, nah, but I don't know. And then, but they learned it because the new episode seven 
had the models, had the puppets, had everything, and they integrated both because they realized that if 90%, and that's another thing that I don't get, is that how you can call your movie a live action movie when 99% of it's CG. Oh, the people in life. When 99% of your movie is CG, it's a fucking cartoon. <laughs> they were you know, people. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter live people. When All you need is 1% to call it one. No. And that's it. No, no, yes. I don't like that. It's, well, you it's don't fucking, like it, but you don't have it's to. It's a fucking cartoon, man. Well, what about Lunch You are Man? an animated film. And, hey, I always thought, I always considered Roger Rabbit a cartoon. I think everybody considered Roger Rabbit. But there were people in that. Yeah, but they still considered it a cartoon because most of it was cartoons. Most of it. See, there's a difference. But it's not like... It's all CGI, though. Well, it's not like freaking Avatar, where <laughs> everything was CG, save for like one or two people. And then even then, they weren't even live actors. They weren't even live actors most of the time. It was most of these guys in the, you know, were they meat puppets? No, it was their CG alien counterparts. But they were human. Huh? They were human. They just had the things laid over them. <laughs> it's still, it's a cartoon, man. Come on. Let's not. I disagree. Disagree all you want to. And I will. But the fact of the matter is, they're, you're using too much CG. All right. There, I've said it. CGI. You don't like it. I, no, I like it. I think it's, you know, it, they use it. Some movies use it well, but like I said, is there's there seems to be an overuse of CG. Like the perfect one. Has you ever seen that? Have you watched that? Ever seen that video of the making of The Hobbit? I've not watched it. Where Ian McKellen just is sitting at the table. It's during the dwarf scene, like where all the dwarves come and eat. At yeah. the beginning of the movie, you get they wait and they get the whole mission or quest idea going down. There's a there's a behind the scenes footage that was leaked where it was Ian McKellen in his Gandalf costume sitting around at a completely empty green table mm-hmm. with green screen table, green screen random, everything like that. And he just breaks down and starts crying, said, this is not what I became an actor for. Because he apparently spent 90% of that movie just by himself, acting by himself on a green screen. Well, it's a real test of his skill. I'm not saying it's not. But when you have it like that, you know, when nobody wants to, the actors don't want to work because. Yes, there you go. Why are you defending this? I never understood that. Well, it keeps the conversation going. <laughs> Just curious. I like differing viewpoints. Yeah, well, how do you feel about it, though? doesn't bother me as long yeah. as it's entertaining. I mean, yeah, but you know, when I when obviously it... like the looks of the original Star Wars where they used the puppets, sets, and models. Yeah. I mean, you know, as long as it's good and entertaining, I mean, it's going to fade out. Eventually, but maybe that's just something from playing video games all the years. It eventually looks, you know, it's once cutting edge technology and then it fades out later on. Yeah, but at the same time, as if you're, if, if they don't do it right, it's distracting. Like when you, to me, it pulls you out of a movie when I sit there and go, okay, well, that's CG. That's, I mean, I, 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 so you can believe, you can suspend your belief enough to imagine guys with big feet that are furry running around. Yes. But you can't accept real life computer gen. <laughs> and I'm the unreasonable one, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I am the monster. You're a monster. I'm not the monster who you are. But yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. I, just, I think they use it a little too much for my taste. But I guess that's why 
they do what they do and they're where they're at and I'm stuck in this town that so we need some more CGI from this podcast good thinking that's a good point <laughs> let's do some CGI pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> like that's audio that's not how you wing <laughs> pew 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 <laughs> sure what a shot that guy is <laughs> more future <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> yeah. He I don't know, though. What was, you watched a movie that was just really, you got really into, and then all of a sudden they had just one moment of bad CGI, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah, I'm sure there have been movies like that. I just Nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Like a big one for me, too, as I remember, is uh, I can't remember exactly which one, but there's one of the X-Men movies where... I think it might be Wolverine Origins, where it's just like his blades come out and they're just so they almost they almost look like Last Starfighter level of computer <laughs> graphics coming out of his hands. It was just like, oh man, that wasn't good. <laughs> of course, I don't. I don't know. No, the only thing I would have changed about that movie was Deadpool. That iteration of Deadpool yeah. was not Deadpool. Yeah. No, it was. I don't know what happened in there that they thought that would be a good idea. Maybe they were running short of money uh, and time. Uh, I just think it was, hey, let's take a character that is really popular, that everybody loves, and just completely fuck them over for the sake of our one character who, you know, I, I cannot understand the appeal of Wolverine. <laughs> I've never, ever, ever understood why people like Wolverine so much because he's awesome. Claws, the healing. He's a tank. Oh, it's just he's an anti. Wow, he stabs he stabs people with knives. And see, that's another thing. The fucking, you just said it. Antihero. That's been around long before. I know, but all of a sudden it was. It's been around for a while, but at the same time, it just seems like lately it's just everything's taking a switch. Where almost but everything. You don't have a problem with Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool came out way after Wolverine. No, I didn't say that I under I I I like Deadpool because it's funny. Okay, Deadpool was fucking hilarious. Okay, if he wasn't funny, no, you wouldn't be as good of a character as he is. I mean, basically, Wolf or Deadpool is Wolverine with a sense of humor. No, Deadpool is Deathstroke. Is it Deathstroke? No, he's, he's no, he's a ripoff of Deathstroke. Yeah, he's Deathstroke but, with humor. But no, he's Wolverine with a sense of humor. Because he has the same healing power as Wolverine, the same rate. I will not even maybe not the same rage, but his story. I mean, basically, you know, okay, his he's first a of the story. But I mean, his look was based off of Deathstroke and his name. Yeah, the assassin. Fight. But yeah, maybe he's a combination of two. You know, a little bit thrown in. But I don't pulls too. I mean, I don't think that I don't. <laughs> I don't think that they originally when they went to write Deadpool that they had to think. You make him Wolverine with a sense of humor, but that's what he's turned out to be. I mean, they no, almost gave him the same powers as Wolverine, but he's got a sense of humor. But I didn't just. Well, there's Rob Liefeld. Who knows what he was thinking? <laughs> he couldn't trace it, so. That's right. It's hard to trace movies. But at the it's same, very painful on your but, wrist. But at, the same, but at the same time, is that the only. Most of the comic book characters, anyway, are just ripoffs of each other. To an extent, I suppose. Huh. And you got Batman based off of Zorro and based off of yeah. the uh, Scarlet Pumpernel. Pumpernel. Yeah. And then you've got the Hulk, which is the same as Solomon Grundy, you know. What's your, what else? 
I haven't seen that. This whole big old list where they had DC in there. You got Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate, Deadpool, Deathstroke. What else is in there? I don't know. Well, you should know. You should be more. You're the one who read the article. You should be. You should come more prepared for this, man. What the hell? You're right. It's absolutely your fault. (laughs) Well, let's see here. I don't want to probably bore our audience to tears by this point, especially your mom. I don't know. She'll, well, she'll still listen. She's nice. <laughs> Just put it on this background noise. That's right. This has been an listener emergency test. Oh, my hell. What the hell are we doing? I know what you're doing. Well, let's get that out. Anyway, all right. So... We want to notice a little wavy bar section where you farted. It's kind of like it just went flat. <laughs> There's some CGI for you. <laughs> Take that, fuckers. <laughs> Visual representation of a fart. Oh, you broke me, man. <laughs> oh. If you can do that, ladies and gentlemen, try it out. That's right. <laughs> God, that's great. So, what, um, were you going to ask me? Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you. Um, we wanted to do a new segment on this show. Oh, yeah? What's that? I, I found this guy, okay, that he came up to me one day and was telling me about all these life hacks that he has. So I thought this would be a perfect opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he's got I, good, sound, sound good ideas to me. So you, you actually listened to his ideas and you liked them? Yeah, I, I thought they were pretty I thought they were pretty good. Well, for what he told me, you know, no, no, kind of bring him in. in general. All right, so this is a good sector. Our first segment of Wally's life hacks. Hey, Wally, come on in here. Uh, hi guys, how you doing today? Uh, good, good to Wally. Be here. Yes, nice, nice to meet you. I'm Wally. Hey, yes, yes, Wally. I know. Hey, hi, 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 hi. How you doing, Wally? Settle down. Right. Oh yeah, it's, it's his first time on the radio. I know. Do I need my cup? No. Oh, no, no, you're good. Okay, you don't, you, nobody can no, see no, this. No, nobody, nobody can see you. Okay, because I don't want them to see my rocket ship underpants. I know, you're fine. Nobody okay. can see that. Okay. Except for me, which I really I really wish you would have gotten dressed. Hot crap and a hook and the nail. So, you yeah, know, I You have to fix that door. No. I, 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 maybe I have hack for that later. <laughs> it's coming good. All right. I just really wish you would have wore pants to this, Wally. Yeah, yeah, so, Wally. But, but let's get on to the hack, okay? We don't want to give anymore your precious time, okay, Wally? Yes. Well, we know you're busy, so. Okay, this this good idea. Today, I teach you how to, you have, you go to work, yes? Yes. And you, you eat lunch, you can go out for lunch, right? Yes. You have sandwich? Sometimes. You have lettuce on sandwich? A what? Lettuce, you know, green. Yes, yes. And tomato yeah, uh-huh. and cheese. You put them all together before you eat? Yeah. Oh, how your sandwich tastes. It's soggy? Sometimes, yes. Okay. If, if you want to keep sandwich nice and crisp, you take Wally hack. Okay. okay, you take first the piece of bread and you put it on piece of balsa wood on top. And then you put the lettuce and the cheese and the tomato with it separated by another layer of balsa wood. You keep your sandwich nice, you keep your sandwich crisp, and you get full fiber in diet. Wait, wait, no, 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 you can't eat balsa wood. Wally do it all the time. No, it, it break, and you but, have no teeth left. I have teeth that are Tommy jaw. <laughs> what what's the matter with this? You, why you not like quality teeth? You, you broke it. No. I show you I have teeth. No, no you don't believe me. No, we're not gonna tell people to eat 
Also, put balsa wood in the sandwich. First of all, it doesn't taste very well. Second of all, that's why you season it with no, pepper. No, it's not good. A little bit of pepper, a little no, lemon. No, no, it's good. No, okay. You know what? This is yeah. Well, thanks for coming. All right. Well, I get out of here. No, I, no I just, <laughs> but you, you bring me on show for tip. It, I tell you, you liked them before. What? Well, they were good before. But why you not like them now? Because we're not going to tell people to put balsa wood in their sandwiches. Okay, you're upset today. Maybe you, maybe you have a bad day. Wally, come back later. Okay, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll try. We'll okay, try it's to... okay. Bye, bye okay, guys. Bye, Wally. Bye. We'll see you later. Okay. You, you know what? I, th I think that's about enough for the day. Yeah. Wally is interesting. Should we, should we have him back on here? I know. I don't, know. I don't know. Well, hopefully, maybe this was an off day. Because, honestly, okay, is... that's funny. You were starting to sound like Wally. <laughs> the, idea is that, the idea is that he had, you know, when he came to me with all this stuff, that they were really good. Oh, what happened to us? Maybe some of that, some of those teeth he's missing infected his brain. I don't know. I don't know. That, that it just kind of blew my mind. Abscess, I'm abscess in his brain. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for listening. Thank, yes, thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead and visit our website. Our website at we'll figure out what the website's called later. Um, oh, and I just want to check out. Have you check out my uh, sci-fi novel, The Farthest Man from Home. Available at lulu.com. Just go ahead and put the title up in the search box up there, take you right to it. That's The Farthest Man from Home. Excellent, excellent, epic sci fi novel. Uh, Even better, better. So we're finished with the third edition. Yeah. Um, Scott, anything else you want to play? No, I think that's it for right now. I need to put some publish on my other two books, but uh, thanks for All right. trying it out. Well, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will catch you next time on the Two Mullets and, and My Microphone, microphone Podcast. All right. I'm Fred the Alpine Gorilla. I'm Han or Lance Lance Uppercut, and we will See talk you to you guys time. later. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.